Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence. Mighty Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Let your will be done. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your word. Let our eyes behold great and mighty things from your word. In the name of Jesus, open the eyes of our understanding and let us see the hope of our calling, the glory of the inheritance which you have in every saint, including us. We give you praise, we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. I'm excited to be in church this morning. Amen. And I'm excited you are here. Somebody say amen. Amen. Say a nicer amen. Amen. Say a believing amen. Amen. Say a prospering amen. Amen. And say your loudest amen. Amen. Somebody said on Facebook, why do we let people say, say a louder amen. Or the louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Now the world is spoiling all. And this person is a pastor. The world is spoiling now. (laughs) Hallelujah. But it's exciting to be in church this morning. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell anybody in the second service. I got a report about the two services. Somebody who has come for both services. And the person said to me, I want to come for first service. So I said, why? Then he said, oh... I don't want to say anything bad about the second service, but I can feel that the first service people are more alive. Oh, clap proper for yourself. Bussy, you are not clapping. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Is she a second service person? Ah, you are lost. That's why. You are new. Yeah. So I'm excited to see you this morning. I believe God will speak to us. But I want to give all of us in the first service an exercise. Do you get it? Um, this exercise is from Luke chapter number 14, verse number 23. If you like, fly it up there. Let's read it. Luke 14, verse 23. The Bible says that, And the Lord of the servants said to him, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Why? That my house may be filled. Amen. As you can see, you know, last week you looked full because of the COVID restrictions, but the new adjusted level two, suddenly you look empty. How many of you can see chairs around you? Chairs that human beings can sit on. Uh So God wants every single chair to be filled. Amen. And he's not going to send angels to come and fill the chairs because if he was going to send angels in this story he would have told the person tell the angels to call the people but he said to the servants the human beings the people he was working with to go and bring people into the house so that the house will be filled so it's our responsibility, each and every one of us, our responsibility to bring people into the house of the Lord so that it will be filled. So next Sunday, I want each and every one of us who's here present, I want you to do two things. Tell yourself two things. I say it again, two things. Pastor was the first one. The first one is that you must come to church. How many of you were not here last Sunday? Oh, be honest, I'll give you... Be honest. Okay, I'll give you a wave. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So, you, you, you see how it works. So, if you are not here, even when we bring new people, we, we look, it's like plus and minus. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, to start with next Sunday, you'll be here. Then number two, bring your friend. 
Amen. How many of you have friends? All of us. If you don't have friends, a friend, see me after church so that I can pray for you. Because it's a medical problem. It's called schizoid personality. It's a mental, medical, mental problem. Means you can't relate with human beings. You only relate with your phone. You know some people, they are very nice on their phone. But when you see them face to face, boring. Their lips are locked. Yeah. Yeah. So it means that it applies to you. Okay. So if you are, it doesn't apply to anybody in this service in the name of Jesus. So next Sunday, bring that your friend to church. So that your friend can sit by you. We have enough chairs for all of them. Say amen. Say another amen. Wonderful. Can you do that? If you can do that, put your hands together for Jesus. Now, for the next 35 minutes, let me preach the word of God to you. I like the, one of the nice things about first service, and there's nobody who's now pressing their phone, checking other things. Second service, yo, the Lord is good. <laughs> okay, so you are, you are a good church. You are the best service in the, in, in the top. Amen. Wonderful. So, Proverbs chapter, no, let me not even start from Proverbs. Let me start from Romans. Romans, Romans chapter 13, verse number 7. Amen. Romans 13, 7. Romans 13, 7. The Bible says, render therefore to all their dues. The word render means give. Give to everyone what is due them, what belongs to them, what is rightfully theirs. Tribute to whom tribute. Tribute means tax. Tax to whom tax is due. Custom to whom custom is due. You know, already know what custom is. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear is. To whom, to whom fear. And honor to whom honor. Hallelujah. So here Paul is admonishing the church of God and the Christians that what belongs to somebody gave it to the person. Don't deny people of what belongs to them. And he gives us various examples. When it comes to taxes, as a good Christian, pay your tax. Like Pastor Tyler told us, there's a Christian lifestyle. There's a way a Christian lives. There's a prescribed lifestyle for a Christian. And a Christian pays his taxes. Amen. You pay your tax. Do you see it? Uh-huh. When something is due somebody, you take it. Some of us can borrow things from people. We don't take it back. You came to take her wig. It's been, I, look, let me not even do, give you imaginary. One day, two ladies were quarreling. Bitterly and angry. So as the pastor, I was brought into the case. Now, when, when as a mediator, do you see it? Uh-huh. There's only one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. So I was brought as a mediator. When I came into the case, I was wondering what the fight was about. Later on, as they started to tell me their things, I found out that one of them had collected the wig. These people were roommates, so, and the fight was so brutal that they were separating. Yeah. One had taken, collected the other person's wig to wear. Brothers, if you don't know what a wig is, you see what is usually on the lady's head, which is like hair. Yes, it's called a wig. When their hair grows a lot, we call it a wig. Mm-hmm. So, but they can use it for commercial purposes. So, they can borrow it and take it back. Somebody say, they rent it out. So she had borrowed the wig and she had worn it and she didn't want to retain it and was wearing it every day. Wearing it so, and, then, and with the brothers, we don't know the difference in the wig, but the ladies, they know. So it's like she's wearing it to go everywhere that this, the owner can go to. She's wearing the wig so much that the owner of the wig feels that if I, the day I wear the wig, everybody would think that I borrowed it from Yeah. So she was angry and they were fighting over it. To the that one person moved out of the room. Yeah, you can't borrow something that you don't want to return it. Amen. So he said, give if the person is due taxes, give it to them. If they are due custom, give it to them. 
You can't take a girl and impregnate her and just keep her in your house. You have to go to the parents and marry her properly. That's what we call custom. Marry her properly. Then you can now impregnate her. Yeah, you can't even off pants her or pants off her when you have not gone to the parents. Yeah. Or else you are like Boko Haram. You are like a kidnapper who has kidnapped Sam's daughter. Do you see it? Yeah. But let's go on. That's not the subject for today. There are some people who, de- who deserve fear. You have to be afraid of them. One of such people is God. Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Bible says serve the Lord with fear and trembling. You have to be afraid of God. Some of you are afraid of Satan, but you are not afraid of God. The day God moves, you see that God is wilder than Satan. Yeah, be afraid of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Then Anna to whom Anna is due. Some people deserve to be honored in your life. Hallelujah. Some people deserve respect in your life. Amen. Now, such people must get respect. They must get honor. And as a church, we have reached our season where we honor. Amen. There are are different people who must be honored in your life. Number one, God must be honored in your life. Proverbs 3, 9, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and the first fruit of your increase. The way you honor God is by paying your tithes. One of the ways is by paying your tithe. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with, the first, with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. As a Christian, you must learn to honor God. Give respect to God. Amen. You must learn to, you, you must also honor your parents. Your father, your mother, Ephesians 6, the Bible tells us in verse 1 and 2, children, how many of us are children? You'll be a children till you die. I say it again, you, we will be children. You will be a children. I'm, look, I went to school. I know that it's supposed to be, you'll be a child, but I want you to still be in this scripture. That's why I'm saying, you will be a children till you die. Tell your neighbor, I'm a children. somebody's child until you die. Since you didn't appear by yourself. There's only one person in the Bible who just appeared by himself. Who's called Elijah. First Kings 17, the Bible said, and Elijah. He just appeared in the Bible. Boom. We all don't know where he came from. He just came into the Bible. But everybody else, we see, oh, this person is the father of this person. This person. Since you didn't appear like that, you'll be somebody's child even when you are old. When my mother calls me, I say, yes, mommy. Even when she calls me bishop, I become uncomfortable. Why are you making the thing very difficult? I say, yes, mommy. Yeah. Do you get it? So it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Verse 2. Honor your father and mother. Which is the first commandment. Which promise that it may be well with you. That thou mayest live long. On this earth. For as long as your parents are alive, you are their, their, their child. Amen. My sons, one of them is trying to outgrow me. But I still see him as this my little boy who, who I remember those days I used to put at my back or at my front. So is it at my front, usually at my front, yeah, so that I can see him. Yeah, but he's trying to outgrow me, but he can outgrow out to heaven. Still, he's my child. Even one of my children, when he was born, I used to tell him, I own you. I just want you to know that I own you. Yeah. I own you. I have my name on you. That's it. Another group that you must honor is your husband. Husbands deserve honor. Husbands deserve honor. Ephesians 5.22, it says, Likewise, wives, submit yourself unto your own husband. Ask unto the Lord. Do it like, treat your husband like the way you treat God. For the husband is the head of the woman. Next verse. The church is quiet. (laughs) For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. 
and he is the savior of the body. If you can't accept this reality, don't marry. Just be moving around like a single electron and move around. Then marriage is not for you because marriage is created by God, not mankind. That's why in this modern world, man is trying to change marriage into so many things, which is not a problem. They should just give it their own name. You see, they shouldn't call it marriage. That's all. But marriage, the person who created it's like, I have made a Mercedes Benz. Do you see it? And you have also made something that you claim is a car. Give it your name. Don't call it Mercedes Benz. Hello? Give it the, your own name, the name that you, but you want to call it Mercedes Benz. Meanwhile, I invented Mercedes Benz. That's not how I made it. My Mercedes Benz has four tires. Your Mercedes Benz has two tires. You get it. You call it your name. Call it Ford. Call it Toyota. Call it Yokama. Call it any other name. But don't call it what I called mine. Amen. Suzuki Vitara. Yeah. Say Amen. No, back to what I was saying. Oh, husbands deserve, if you're if, if you a wife, you must learn to honor hus- your husband. Yeah. But I don't want to talk a lot about it. But surprisingly, wives are at the most. I mean, great vessels of dishonor. It's like they have a specialty. What does it mean to honor your husband? Just do what he tells you to do or do what he likes. Hey, Pastor, I mean, anything my husband tells me, I do. Some husbands are tell, tired of you not doing what they tell you, so they tell you nothing. So when you score yourself, you score 100%. Yeah, even sometimes they know you are going to the fridge, so, so give me a, 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 a bottle of water, then you bring it. So you so anything he tells me, it's not true. The real things he wants to tell you, he can't tell you because he has been telling you since. You don't do, so he's tired of fighting. You won't even say anything again. He only say the common one, the normal ones that you like to do. So let's go, let me, make, let me do some shopping for you. That one, you like it, so then you follow him. Then you say, oh, I obey. You are a liar. Do what he likes. What does he like? If you're a wife, the question you must ask yourself, what does my husband like? What does he like? And you see, and surprisingly, today's wives, especially born-again wives, do you know why I say born-again wives? Born-again wives cannot easily be terminated unless God himself terminates them. Yeah. But unborn-again wives, oh, they'll terminate you now. So they are even more honorable. Yeah. But born again wives, it's like the thing the man likes, that's what they won't do. I saw a caption recently, a good wife is somebody who finds, a woman who finds out what the husband likes and puts a stop to that nonsense. (laughs) Clap your hands for Jesus. You see, all these stories, I may not tell the second service people, I may not. you must honor is your pastor first 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 Timothy 5 first Timothy chapter 5 verse 17 and 18 the Bible says that let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor even them you must honor them double no, please put the scripture up. First Timothy 5, 17 and 18. It says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture saith, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And the laborer is worthy of his reward. So you must honor your pastor. So, so somebody must honor and treat with respect. Hallelujah. Boom, 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 bam. Surprisingly, the book I'm looking for is not there. What a miracle. Hallelujah. You must honor your, your pastor as well. Once they live, they labor well, go back to the scripture. Once they, the 17, once they work well, 
They rule well. They are worthy of double honor. Amen. As a Christian, you must learn to honor. So I'm beginning a series on how to honor with ease. How to honor with ease or honoring made easy. How to honor with ease. How you can make honoring easy for you. So all this is by way of introduction. This past 20 minutes have all been by way of introduction. So how to honor God with ease. How to honor your husband with ease. How to honor your parents with ease. How to honor your pastor with ease. Amen. Your teacher deserves honor. Bible says, let him that is taught. Galatians says this is communicate to him that teacheth him in all good things. Your teacher who teaches you, you don't know how to read, you don't know how to add. You don't know, when you add one plus one, you usually get 11. Yeah, you get one one. Then your teacher comes to teach you that, look, when you add one to one, it becomes two. When you add two to two, it becomes four. When you add four to four, it becomes eight. That person deserves respect. Yeah. Teach you how to read. You can't read. You can't write. Simple English. You can't spoke. <laughs> you can't spoke it. You used to say, I don't ask. Then your teacher told you, you don't say, I don't ask. You say, I don't have. And by the way, whilst we are on this subject, my brothers and sisters, I've, one, of the main, one of the things I realize is many of us don't know how to write. Not you don't, your handwriting is poor. When you write grammar, it's, it's challenging. Do you get it? It's challenging. And I'm talking about high level. Yesterday I read something. It says, I missed the joint service. You don't say joint service. You say joint service. Do, do, do you get it? I mean, like, and this is from a senior person, highly qualified university graduate. Do, do, do you understand? I mean, sometimes I read English, even where they're supposed to be, recently I read some English um, on some, I can't even let me not talk about it, but basically what I'm saying is that let us start to give attention to the way we write. Do you get it? The way, then start early. Start early, the way we write. Because when we write, it's, it's, it's unreadable. What does it mean, unreadable? When we read, it doesn't make sense. What, what do you call it? Illegible. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you, sometimes even you know words, but when you put it together, it's illegible. Yeah. Do, do you get it? So I'm saying that some of us, we have grown already. Do you see it? But many of us are young. Let's start, you see, even sometimes we write the wrong things because of the way we pronounce the words. So when we start to spell, we spell something else. Do you get when we want to say a man, M-A-N? We say a man. So when we write, then we write M-E-N, which means a lot of, a lot of the male species of the common homo sapiens. That's what it is. But when you write man, it means one, one male species of the homo sapiens, a common homo sapiens. Do, 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 do you understand? Uh-huh. So um, this is just by the way. You see, that, you see why you must honor your pastor? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you start working in government, you write a report. When it goes to the AG, they can't understand what you have written. You have written a document. That's why you apply for a tender. They don't mind you because they can't understand what you have written. In your mind, it makes sense. But what you have put on the paper, it doesn't make sense. Because of the way you have put the words together. You see, there will be a man, then you write M-E-N at the entrance. Meanwhile, the the tender is such that there must be one man at the entrance. So, there will be a lot of men at the entrance. We cannot take this one. Say, man. Say, man. Your CV even is frightening. Hallelujah. Say, why are you angry with me? Say, man. I thought you were happy with me earlier on. Yeah. Hey. Now, how to honor with ease? John chapter 
Then Jesus, I'm going to give you keys. I don't know how many I can give today, but I'll give you some and then I'll give you some. Then Jesus, six days before, six days, hey, drop my high a little, just Pastor Mel's, drop my high on the stage, I don't know. Then Jesus, okay, let me come down so they can do it after the service. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany. Where Lazarus was, which he had, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, verse 2. There, I prefer to read from my Bible. It gives me a little confidence. Okay. There they made him a supper, and Martha saved. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, Spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then seeth one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not he was he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bore what was in was put therein. Then said Jesus, Let her alone against the day of my burying, has she kept this? Amen. What does verse 8 say? For the poor always ye have with you, but me. Ye have not always. This should tell you that Jesus was not poor. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. So from this beautiful piece of scripture, you see that Jesus was honored by Mary. By what? Is it your Martha? Mary. She was honored by, let's go back and see. Let's just be sure. Who brought the thing? Martha said, Martha was making food. Martha is always making food. And Mary. Yeah, Mary was always sitting with Jesus. Even in the other story we are going to read, Martha was queen and Mary was sitting with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in this beautiful scripture, you see somebody, Jonah, you see somebody who comes to honor Jesus. What's your name? Amanda. Somebody who comes to honor Jesus with precious ointment. Okay, and washes the feet of Jesus with special ointment and cleans it with her hair. Now, women don't joke with their hair. Brothers, if you want to live long, stay away from women's hair. Is it like today, when I finish, I'm going to pray for forgiveness because I've talked about the hair of the women and I've talked about wives. Submission of wives. These two things. If you want to live long, Stay clear of them. Do you see? So when I finish, I'm going to pray for forgiveness of mercy so that when you see me, so brothers, please, when I'm moving, be looking out for my safety. Or ask somebody who say my safety. Do you see? Be looking out for my safety. Amen. Leah, amen. Yeah, please, Alan, be looking out for my safety. Zanande. Jesus loves you. Yeah, I'm saying all these things to appease for talking about it. But Bible says the glory of a woman is her hair. So for her to use the hair to clean Jesus, if, so, if one of you uses your hair to clean my feet here, I'll be arrested tomorrow. Oh yeah. I will come in the newspapers tomorrow, daily sun, people will say a lot of things and then even some of you will say, I always knew, I always knew, I knew, but I couldn't say, I did not have enough evidence, but I always knew that this tall pastor is Kelem. He's Kelem. Do you understand Kelem? Yeah, this tall pastor is Kelem. Yeah, I always knew. Because anytime I see him and when he's walking and I see this lady, I knew. I knew. Come and see her. You see her. 
to clean. You wait till his wife comes and you will see what will happen. Then all kinds of things will happen. But this woman, in spite of that, used her hair to clean. Even to clean Jesus' feet. Do you know the effort it would take to bend your head to bring the hair? Unless the hair is long from here to that side that you can take it and say, Jesus, bring your leg. Eh, Jesus, bring your leg. Put your leg here. I bought Jesus. Hey, your leg is heavy. Eh, no. Hey, Charlie, but your leg is heavy. Hey, even my back is paining me already. Hey, how many legs do you have? Very heavy, ne? Yeah. But she used it to clean it. What, is, what was the key to make such a difficult thing? Very, and of course, when he started to honor, and all, somebody got up and said, oh, what is this thing you are doing? Rather, let's, instead of using this hair to clean, let's use it to feed the poor. Let's use it to let's sell it. Somebody started to criticize. And today, when you talk about honoring people, especially honoring your pastor, people will start, social media will start to criticize you. Amen. So she, they will start to crazy. What is this? So there was a, that just as there was a Judas in Jesus' time, there's always a Judas. Just pray that it will not be you. Amen. I pray that it will not be you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so people started to go, eh, this guy will do things. He's talking, talking to people so that they honor him. All kinds of things. What made it easy for Mary and Martha to honor Jesus? Key number one. Mary and Martha honored Jesus because they loved Jesus. So the first key to honoring with ease is honor with love and faith. Honor with love and with faith. Amen. You struggle to honor people that you don't love. Mary and Martha loved Jesus. That's why they honored Jesus. If you love someone, you will honor the person. Honor and respect are natural products of love. They are natural products. Anybody you love, you, you honor the person. What, what does it mean to honor? You will do what they tell you to do. You will treat them with respect. You will not do what they don't like. So people come to see me and they say, oh, I love you very much. No, you are doing the very thing I say you shouldn't do. Or the very thing I don't like. But that's what you are busily engaged in. Actively and aggressively. So, so, so look at all the cases I gave you. God, um, your pastor, um, your father, your mother, your um, teacher, your husband. As I'm telling you the things, look at it in, the, in put it in perspective. You come and tell you, I love you, honey. I love you. Be what the thing that he doesn't like. That's what you do. That's what you, he doesn't like it when you don't bath. You have now decided, I won't bath at all. Look, as I'm talking, I'm sure the young guys, they say, oh, what is this thing that Bishop is? You come and marry, I'm waiting for you. That's when you see that generally, mm, they don't bath. Brother, I'm sure you are saying, oh, my mad, your mother baths, ne? Yeah, she baths. Why would I say your mother doesn't bath? I mean, who am I? I'm not there. I've not seen her before. You say you are Amanda, right? Yeah, I've not seen her before. And you are who? Saneli. Really? Powerful. Saneli, how would I say that? I can't say that. I don't know your mother. How can I come to But you come and meet it. Yeah, they don't bath. No, they, they, they may they bath, but they don't like it. You think they do, but they don't. Then they'll have all these nice reasons. The water is cold. The water, oh. But you see, those same people, they'll be doing makeup. Because they like it. <laughs> I'm saying that if you love somebody, you will honor the person. It will come to you. It's a natural product. It, the way you see somebody that somebody loves you, but it's by Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will do the things I ask you to do. If you love me, he didn't say if you respect me or if you fear me or no. He said, if you love me, the product, what will come out of it, the end point of it, the end result of it, 
outcome of it, the output of it, is you will keep my commandments. You will do what I ask you to do. Like I've said, next Sunday come to church and bring somebody to church. If you say you love me, you will do it. You will do it. So, if I ask right now, how many of you love me? Even those of you who are seeing me for the first time, you all say, I mean, like a nice man like me, why wouldn't you love me? You all say yes. But it's next Sunday that I will see for real, Luleka, if you really love me. If you love me, you keep my commandment. You will do what I ask you to do. You will do. Look, if husbands go home and perform this test, they will see that they are not loved at all. Yeah. So, she doesn't know how to express love. See her and her children. (laughs) See her and her children. That's where you will see. Let me spend time. Let me spend. What's the name of your baby? Let me spend time with Pilla. Spend time with the guy who gave you Pilla. No time with him. He should go driving. Say amen. Yeah. Look, if you love your pastor, and look, I'm not talking about even honoring, I'm talking about as a church, honoring the pastor of the church, Bishop Daggerwood Mills. That's what I'm talking about. So that you don't get me wrong. So he's, he's very broke. He wants us to come and give him an offering. There's, no, I'm, I'm broke, but not. I don't need your offering at this time. Honoring pastor of the church. If we live in love, you see, you, if you can stay, so you have to tune your unwin game to you, your, your love affection. You, you have to check how much you love the, 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 the person you are supposed to honor and grow in your love. Because anybody you love, when people love, they give to the person. The Bible says, For God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave his only son. When you are in love, you give. So a brother who doesn't give to you, avoid such a brother. Oh, sisters, I thought you would clap. Yeah. Some brothers are very stingy. When you are with them, you think you are with the devil. Very stingy. Will not give anything. Amanda, say amen. I seem to like you. (laughs) Very stingy. Look, one brother, a sister went to visit him. And when the sister was going away, he requested a boat for the sister. And when they said, oh, how much is the boat? 87 rands. Then he gave the sister 100 rands. When the sister got home, she realized that the 100 rands, her 100 rands was missing from her bag. I don't know if you understand. Do you understand? Tuli, do you understand? You don't understand. I'll explain to you. The brother gave the sister 100 rands. She got home only to discover that she had 100 rands in her bag. That 100 rands is not there. Do you see? And it's, it's, it's the, only, the last time she saw the 100 rands, it was in her bag when she went to visit the brother. So the brother had taken the 100 rands from her bag and given it back to her to pay for their boat. Wicked brother! Yeah. Look, sister, avoid stingy brothers. These are the brothers that when you marry and they send you, they give you money to go and do groceries. When you come, you must bring the receipt and you will take a pen. A pen. Then you start to take one by one and calculate one by one, one by one by one, everything. So if he gave you a thousand rands, he would take everything. And then if the total shopping was 975 rands, 87 cents, they will ask for the four rands, 13 cents. And then they will remind you that when it's 13 cents, they will give you 15 cents. Yeah. I'm telling you. Avoid stingy men. You know, when, 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 when I used to be in, in, in London, you know, I, there's a particular coin in London that they don't really use much. 10p or something. 10p. 
So when you buy, and you every, the, same, the same way our things are, maybe nine rands, 99, this 99. DS2 is also this 90, this 90. This, so anything you buy, there'll be a 10 pence change, 10p change. And then they, it just drops because they don't really don't use it. But if you use it to pay somewhere, they will collect it. Do you see? Uh-huh. So when we are broke, we go to the shop like we are buying something that will be, will be it's around the till. You just be picking the, when it gets to one pound, you know you have enough. <laughs> be careful of such brothers who are able, to, they can give you money in five, five cents, five cents. When they give you money, they count the coins and they gather five cents and add to it. Stinky brothers, Alan, it's very dangerous. Oh. Stinky, Pastor T. Tapelo, stingy. Because one of the products of love is giving. It's giving. So when you love the person you are going to honor, you give to them easily. You give to respect. If what are you giving? Respect. Your time, your money. Martha, you see the story where Martha always had time for, uh, Mary always had time for Jesus. In, 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 I think, John chapter 12, when, no, this one we read is John chapter 12. Luke chapter 10, when Jesus went into their house, where that famous place that Jesus says, Martha, Martha, thou engaged and cumbered about many things. When Martha was, Bible says, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Had time for Jesus, sat down. Oh, Jesus, anything you want to say, I just want to hear. I don't want to even miss one minute of the time. Sometimes I go and visit people and you see, they are busy in their kitchen. No, I, I didn't come to visit your kitchen. I came to visit you. Sit down. You are the one I came to see. Stop roaming around in the kitchen. Move here. It's the time. How much time do you think I have as I'm sitting here? Maybe I have just half an hour. You spend 20, 25 minutes in the kitchen and then you come. What? That time is up. Five, four, three, two. Your time is up. Your time is up. Hey, Pastor, are you saying that when you visit, we shouldn't make anything? That's also a bad sign. That's a sign of stinginess. Make something. <laughs> At least go to the kitchen and make a cup of coffee. No, no milk. No milk. Also, if there's no sugar, it's fine. I, will, I, I am able to drink. I'm able to abound in a base. I drink, I, I swing both ways. Sugarless or sugar. And just bring it there so that we can have some. So when we talk and our lips are dry, we sip the, the sugarless tea. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just coffee. Just one, one teaspoon of coffee and hot water. I mean, that's all. But don't go and stay in the kitchen. Now you are baking. You are baking. You are making a pizza <laughs> from scratch <laughs> or from scratch. Do you get? That's what I'm saying. You need the word is scratch. You, you say scratch, but when you are writing it, remember that it's scratch, so that you use an A instead of an E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you see grapes. You say drapes. So the day you are writing it, you write drapes. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, you are a teacher. Don't you see these things in your school? Uh, they are making it look, look, please, put the camera on her. This man is a teacher. Please, can I respectfully ask you to stand up in your blue shoe? This, look in the camera, please. This woman is a teacher. Do you want to take off your mask so that they see you? Yeah. This woman is a teacher. If you think what I'm saying is not true, ask her after church. Parents, ask her that. Is that how your children write their things? You see, you can easily sit there and say that, oh, Bishop, there he lies complaining about everything that is in this world. When he comes to church, he has not eaten. Then he breaks his anger from home onto us. Then he's just saying, ask, this is a teacher. Second service, there'll be another teacher here. I'll show you that teacher. You can ask. Ask, that's how you write. Thank you very much. God bless you. May you live long. Love, love, love. When you love the person you are going to honor, the honoring becomes easy. Becomes easy. Because me, even as the pastor of this church, what I look out for to start working with somebody closely is how much the person loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not your skills. Your skills mean nothing to me. Your skills, they are good only up to a point. Your love is the main thing. Because look, the work we are doing is a sacrificial work. I can't pay you. Do you see? I can't pay you. 
So if you don't love me, you easily get angry. Yesterday, we, throughout the, from last week, we've been doing some project in the church. Finally, when the project got here, we realized that we had made a mistake on the project. And the whole project, it, it's almost like the project has to be restarted. Yeah, so I called the commander of the project. I called the person and said, brother, warping. Do you, do you understand warping? Warping means what's going, like how? What's going on? It's what happened, but when you say what happened, it means you are asking for an incident report. But when you say warping, it means like, how are things? What's going on? It's a way to start the conversation. Then so everything, so I said, I need you to come here right now, please. Please, please, I need you to come right now. Then the brother said, I'm late for work. I said, you pass here two minutes because it's an emergency. Then the brother came there and showed the brother the thing that, look, we have made a terrible mistake. It's not even whose fault is it all. We have made a terrible mistake. He looked at the tear and he said, yo, 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 yo. Then he started to think of how we can solve the problem. But if you don't love, say, uh-huh, you see? You see the problem you have brought? Me, I won't do anything. I'm finished. You said I should bring, I brought it. Game over. Case closed. I'm going to work. Why have you even disturbed me with such nonsense? Did you not ask for this? That's it. Take it and go away. End of story. Yeah. So, even when I'm work, I'm with you and I realize that the love is not at a certain, it's just a superficial, entry level, basic, um, primary school level, matric level love. I just, because of that, I decide what I can do with you. Because when the work stresses us, you will freak out. You will freak out and you will start to throw your, 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 your beastly side will come out. Pastor one day I was doing a project with this guy. This, this guy. He had to go on top of the building. And as he was going on top of the building, there, was spike, there were spikes. So I was inside getting the things ready when I heard him shouting outside, Pastor! Pastor! So I said, oh, Somebody is calling me. Let me go and see. When I went outside, the spike had gone through his palm. And he was hanging there. So when I came, his blood dripping. So when I came, I said, oh, shame. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said, oh, what are we going to do? So he was hanging there. So I said to him, brother, we have only two options. Yeah, there are two things involved. You either slide it up or yank it down. These are the it's nothing I can do. I can't come there and bind the spike. Do you see? I can't or I can't come and cut the spike. You covering where even if I had a grinder, you are covering where and the grinder will cut you. So you have two options. Take it up. Or yank it down. And it's better to take it up. Because if you yank it, you know what else it will tear. So take it up. <laughs> Pastor. I said, brother, you have to. <laughs> I said, look, you have to. Then he was there. Drama, cry. I said, brother, do it now. Then, boom. He took it out. Then we brought him down. When he finished, it's my time up. It's up. I said, hey. When he finished, we clean all the blood. We said, Tula Baba Tula, Tula Baba Tula, Tula. When if I said, brother, go up there. (laughs) (laughs) We still have to do the job. Rebecca, when we finish the Tula Baba, everything, I said, brother. You have to go out there. And this time, be careful. Learn from that spike. Go back. So, if you don't love the person, you say, uh-huh. You see, I told you, these guys are very wicked. Tall people are very, very wicked. After the thing PS man, it's me and you. Who should go? I should go back there again. I used to climb on buildings when I was your age. I'm no longer your age. Look, the older you grow, the more things become scary. Yeah, the more things become scary. I went on a roller coaster with my children some time. 
Look, different roller coasters. As we were spinning, we, when we went for the first one, the mother said, no, never. I'm done. <laughs> I said, oh. I said, no, all of us, all four of us, we went for the very first one. Look, the thing took us like that. Look, you, you don't have time to even be afraid. The thing is so <laughs> so quick that and you spin over like three times, then you spin backwards. Look, when you spin and you stop, do you see when golden loop? Yeah, when you stop, you just want to become afraid, then suddenly the thing is coming down. You you can't even be afraid. So it's like when the thing stops and you come off. That's when you become afraid. So we stopped and we came off. Now before we could realize what we had subjected ourselves to. The mother said, no, I won't go again. Guess what my children said? Daddy, let's go again. (laughs) So as you get older, things become scarier. But when you are young, of course. I mean, when you are young, of course, things will not be scary. Nobody is depending on you. You see, but me, your future depends on me. I'm a breadwinner. If I don't get it right, there'll be a problem. You won't go to school. So a lot depends on me. Yeah, so I told him, go back up. So if you don't laugh, oh, immediately you you will start causing a mess. You start saying things that are even higher than you. It takes love to honor. It takes love to Anna. And Mary and Martha they loved Jesus. They loved Jesus. That's why Mary could honor Jesus and wipe his feet with her hair. If you don't learn to love you can't honor. So as we come into the season of Anna to honor the people to honor God you must love God. That's why the Bible says thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your everything. You must love. You must love your pastor. You must love your wife. You must love your husband. You must love your your parents. Or else you can't honor them. You will become rude very soon. You will display your immaturity, your, your, your disrespect at the slightest provocation. You will display it. You will display it. So as we go through this series, my prayer is that God will give us a lifestyle of continuous honor that this honor it will not just be for the season but we honor continuously for as long as your parents are alive you must honor them you must treat them with respect so now you are the breadwinner so they have to you are the, so what you are the breadwinner so what what does he do what does your breadwinning do do you know how many times they've won bread for you and one of the things children don't understand is they don't know the cost of the bread. Yeah. I say this when I go. Sometimes the cost of bread is not the 15 rands, 20 rands that is used to buy it. It's like how the 20 rands was gone. Yeah. That's the first cost. The second cost is what the 20 rands could have done that it is not doing that is buying you bread. For you, to, that's the real cost. Before we come to the sixteen rand, Sasco is sixteen rand fifty, and uh, uh, Tabasco is fourteen rand thirty. Uh, no, no. Before we come to that, before we even come to that, the real cost is what it costs your parents, Amanda. What it costs your mother to get that money to buy this jacket you are wearing that you are looking nice and the pastor seemed to like your jacket and so nice jacket nice jacket do you know what it cost your mother it's not what they gave to mr price not that it's from mr price it could be but what they gave to mr price no what it cost and what they prevented themselves from doing what by getting you the jacket what it denied them of that's cost so when you start winning bread tomorrow, you start with toys. I bought you food last week. You have finished all the food. And by that time you were buying food, you also used to say that I'm the daddy, you are the child. I pray that God makes us and stand to your feet. Let's bring today's service to a close. First service, put your hands together for the Lord properly.
Lift your hands and begin to pray yourself that, Lord, help me. Help me to honor. Help me to learn to honor. Teach me. As you take us through the series, guide me, help me to be a good Christian who honors you, who honors my parents, who honors my pastors, who honors my teacher, who honors, who honors you in the name of you. Put our initial scripture, the render to whom, give to whom, what all men, what they are due. Help me pray for yourself right now. Lima so bale ko balaka. Zim paloba sondorianto la besa. Kimolaba chatolian tem paloba brindo lobos kim palala. Impotabela kayola bakata simbalala rindo lobosi. Help us, Lord. 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 We give you glory. We give you. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Let the grace, the wisdom to honor and to honor with ease them that deserve honor come upon each and every one of us that will render therefore to all men their due. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor is due. In the name of Jesus. Make us that church that honors those we must honor in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Say a nicer amen. Say a first service amen. Wonderful. You are here this morning. You want to say pastor, somebody invited me to church. I came by myself but I know in my heart that if I'm to die today, I will not go to heaven. Help me. Help me, help me, help me. Help me welcome Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. The Bible says God loved the world so much he sent his only son to die for us that anyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to have everlasting life. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. If you are here like that, please lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Come to me. Come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Come to me, my dear. Come to me. Come to me. Come, come. Don't be shy. Come on to Jesus. Come. Don't be shy. To Jesus, let him have way. Pray this prayer with me. If you are in front here, look at me and pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe, say it, I believe that you died for me. And you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Thank you for the saving grace of Jesus Christ that has come upon. Wash them with your blood. Write their names in the book of life. In the name of Jesus. Keep them, preserve them, and use them to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonder, why don't you put your hands together for them? What's your name? Ntunzi. Wow. One of my favorite musicians called Ntunzi Namba. Yeah, I just remembered last week. I told you that when I go home, they will show me all the musicians in South Africa. So they showed me Tunzi number. Yeah. So Tunzi. Yeah, Tunzi. And you? Letokutle. Wow, Letokutle. Wow, smooth. You? Oh, wait. Wow.
wonderful. Oh wait, too little, too late in Tunzi. That gentleman over there has something he wants to give to you quickly. And then you will come back to your seat. Okay. So can you please go with me for me? Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.